Hello and welcome to another episode of A Restless Soul. I'm your host, Liz. I really love today's episode and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So today we have an interview and our guest is Jessica Fields. She owns a business called White Fox Creations. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. She is a digital designer but she has a unique approach to her branding work. She uses astrology and other energetic practices to help her clients build a brand. And I just think it's super fascinating. So if you have a business or are thinking about creating a business, you'll really like this episode. It's not limited to people who want to have a business either. I just want to be clear. So just worked in corporate. We talk a little about about her corporate experience and then how she was able to transition out of that. She's also a mom and she shares her experience as far as balancing it all, like having a happy and healthy home life, as well as a thriving business that she loves and gets to call her own. So I really like to share from different perspectives. I know that there are a lot of moms who listen to the podcast and I don't have that real life experience to share with you guys. So it's really important to me that I bring on people who can speak to that because I know that's a whole journey in its own. Um, you know, having kids and being there for them and raising them and all the mental load that comes with that. And then also being your own person and having your dreams. That's a lot to juggle. And I think Jess has a really good approach to it. And I think that she gives a lot of helpful tips for any moms out there. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I know you will. And also, if you were interested in working with me, how you can do that is if you go to the show notes, there is a link under connect with Liz. That link gives you everything you need. It gives you a link to join my email list. You can book a session directly there. You can check out my website. And right now I'm really focusing on human design readings. I am creating a really intensive offer that I can't wait to share. And I'm also doing a little bit of one-to-one coaching. And I do have a few spots for one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in, I recommend booking a 15-minute consult call. We can see if we're a good fit for one another. We can talk about what you have going on, if that's something that I feel equipped to help you navigate through. Yeah. And I just love connecting with you guys in general. So I am looking forward to meeting more of you and enjoy the episode. All right. Hello. Welcome back to A Restless Soul, everyone. I'm so excited for our guest today. We have on Jessica Fields. She owns a company called White Fox Creations. She is an intuitive web and brand designer that loves working with conscious business owners. So this is kind of a different guest than we've had on, and I'm really excited for us to learn more from her. As far as her human design, she's a 2-4 sacral manifestation fasting generator. And in astrology, she is an Aries sun, Taurus rising and Gemini moon. We were talking before and I was just like, wow, like you, you kind of come off like super balanced in both charts. And she was saying, um, that she doesn't always feel that way. So super funny, but anyways, hi, Jess, thank you for coming on. Um, how about you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about white Fox. Hi, Liz. Hi, listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah, so I'm Jessica. I'm from the Sacramento area in California. 
grew up here, was raised here. Um, I'm actually first generation American though. My family's from Argentina. So I have a long like um, lineage of entrepreneurship. So I actually started out in design in the corporate field and um, just working in like, gosh, banking, like credit unions, utilities, like all like the actual, like really, really corporate structured, very just um, kind of restricting in design. Um, But I learned a lot. So I started out with the corporate field. um, And even before that, I actually Uh, I went to school for design. So in middle school, I found out that I wanted to be a graphic designer because I was in the yearbook class and I was a designer. I was assigned to design the yearbook there. And then I went four years uh, in high school to design the yearbook and ended up becoming the editor in senior year, which was awesome. So designing the yearbook, putting my friends in the yearbook, of course, putting myself in the yearbook, of course, but designing the whole thing, um, which was awesome. And having a team to do that was really cool. And then, yeah, going on to college for graphic design and yeah, just getting, getting into the corporate world and design. Like I said, it was really, really helpful. I learned from a lot of people that were, you know, 30 years in the industry worked in San Francisco, which is like Silicon Valley, like really had a lot of experience. Um, And so taking what I learned from corporate and actually doing my own thing and creating White Fox, I actually created White Fox uh, during my Saturn return. So I was going through a really, really intense Saturn return. And I just remember sitting at my corporate job I was designing a billboard and I just remember sitting there in that moment, I was listening to a podcast and it was these two women that I had listened to uh, probably a few years before that. And they were like their own entrepreneurs. And um, I just remember like, oh my gosh, like if they can do it, like I can do it. My parents have been doing it for 30 years. You know, I come from like their, their parents were entrepreneurs. So I'm like, I can do it too. And I just remember that moment, like I'm not meant for corporate. It served me in so much, so many things. But at that point I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to just kind of go freelance. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do as far as like what niche I wanted to serve. But like I said, I went through a really intense Saturn return and I ended up leaning towards and relying on a lot of like spiritual modalities the healing modalities, like the Oracle decks and the crystals and the Reiki and and all the things. So I used a lot of like service providers that helped me heal. I used a lot of just like crystal magic, the moon, like all of those things. And then it clicked for me. I'm like, this is why I went to school for design. So I can serve this niche. And I've been doing it ever since White Fox actually turns four years next month. She's a Taurus. <laughs> so, um, and I know Liz, you're a Taurus too. So, and I'm a Taurus rising. So there's a lot of Taurus here. Got a Taurus little, almost year old little baby girl. So there's a lot of Taurus energy happening, but yeah. So that's how I started White Fox little backstory, but it's been awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I think my business is like has Taurus rising. I'm actually like, don't really have much Taurus in my chart. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that later. Cause that kind of ties into a question that I was noodling on, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about your Saturn return. Like mine was gnarly and yeah. like what kind of things were coming up for you during it? 
Yeah. So I had a lot of like family with health issues. And so dealing with that was really hard because I I actually got married during my Saturn return too. We're still married, <laughs> but I got married during that. I didn't know it was um, during my Saturn return. Like I kind of knew, but I was just dipping into astrology a little bit at that time four years ago. So yeah, it was a lot of like health issues. So like really leaning on, like I said, like any healing that I could get my hands on and for my family members to heal as well. And that was just a really huge thing for me. But yeah, it was a really hard, hard time. It was, it was rough, but I'm glad that I were on the other side. And obviously the Saturn returns are there for a reason. So it teaches you a lot. So it taught me a lot. <laughs> and when you created White Fox, did you dive right in or were you sort of juggling the corporate job and then took your time? How did that look? I 100%. Yeah, I was I ha- I was still working my corporate job and I worked my corporate job probably for a couple years into White Fox and I knew my end goal was to go full-time White Fox. But I still had that corporate job and like the stability in air quotes, I like to say, because, you know, corporate jobs are never really stable. You can you can get let go at any time Um, and you're working for somebody else, you know. And so, yeah, I was I built it on the side and I had a great time doing it because I was able to kind of focus on my job and, and get paid that way. But then also have White Fox, no pressure on White Fox, no pressure on like how to run a business. I was just learning. So like that's all I did for the first, gosh, six months. I was just learning and I still learn every single day. But I was like really invested into like, okay, how do I start a business? How do I do this? And yeah, that's how that's how that started. Oh, I love that you're sharing that because I think sometimes on social media, we see the after and for like, I'm still in a legal career. I don't know that my actual job is super corporate, but it's still like in a corporate field and we see people and like they're after and we can get it in our head that we're like, oh, they just quit their job one day and opened up this super successful business and it happened overnight. Like, why is that not happening for me? Like, should I even bother with it? So like, did any of that come up when you were doing both or? Oh yeah. I was ashamed of talking about my corporate job. And it's funny though, because my corporate job was like, actually pretty successful corporate job. Like people in this area want to be graphic designers for this specific company. And I was ashamed to talk about it online because it was like not entrepreneurial. So yeah, at first I was like, what the hell? And then as time go, like went on when I went full-time into White Fox, I was like, wow, I should have been talking about it this whole time. And I should have not felt ashamed about it because I, like I said, I learned so much. And that was like the stepping stone to my, my own business, you know? So yeah, it's, it's hard because it's like you said, it's on social media. Everyone just like, looks like they just rolled over and like woke up one day, rolled over and then like started a business and just like shined and is successful and doesn't need a corporate job. Like what's a corporate job, but no, it's at, for, for me, I had a whole, I mean, take it from an Aries. I had a whole action plan on how I was going to get out of that corporate job. Because I knew that when I got pregnant and when I had children, 
I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but also have my business too. Cause I'm, I don't know if you're going to get into it, but I have a lot of uh, planets in my career house. So I know that I'm meant to be in business and I, it fuels me. I, I thrive. I love it. It's my passion, but I also am a mom too. So I, I can do both. And it's been a balance learning how to do both, but I'm fucking doing it. I don't know if I can cuss, but yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We, I have the like dirtiest mouth. <laughs> so so do I. <laughs> okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And that's super inspiring because I know as women too, like I can only be one or the other and I don't know. Like I know my mom was working and raising three kids. She didn't make it look like it was going well for her, to be honest. So that's something that is something I have to deal with. You know, like, did you have any of that come up at all whenever you were deciding, like, how am I going to do both? Can I do both? I was freaking out. (laughs) I just like, and this is like full transparency. When I was pregnant, I was really, really obviously super, super excited to be pregnant. That was like my manifestation for the last, gosh, three years, two years. And I just remember going full-time into White Fox, being pregnant and thinking like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be a mom and take care of a little, little baby and take care of a business that's also a baby as well? You know, four years isn't like too deep in. So that felt like a baby. So I, I was just... I would reach out to anybody that I saw that was doing it. And those are called expanders, right? So when I saw an expander online, I would follow them or like talk to them if, you know, if they didn't have a huge following and would message me back or, you know, friends that do, do the same, right? And I would just surround myself with people that were doing it so that I knew it was possible. And there's a book actually that was really amazing at this as well and, and kind of talking about that it's called the audacity to be queen. Ooh. It talks about, you can be a mom, you can be a wife, you can be a friend, you can be all these different things. And it's okay because like, that's, that's what we're here for, you know? So that helped me in my journey too. And just knowing that I give myself grace every single day. It's not an easy job. Like right now, full transparency, my baby is in the living room with, with grandma and I'm in my office. And so you know, after this call, after this like recording, I'm going to go out there, say hi to baby, whatever, and then come back in my office and then get on another call, you know? So it's like, it's just such a balance, but there are days like today, I will say I have three calls. It's kind of a crazy day. I stacked my day. I don't usually stack my day. I don't, it's airy season. Okay. But usually I'll have other days too. Like tomorrow it's completely open and I'm just a mom that day. If I feel like I can post while baby's napping, cool. If I don't, cool. I'm I'm good with it. So what she's really teaching me too is little baby girl, especially because she's a Taurus and she's a triple earth sign. So double Virgo. She teaches me a lot of grounding and a lot of uh, patience and just really like presence, I think, and really, really being present as a mom, especially when they're so young. She's turning 11 months next week. And being present in that age or just really any age for your kids or for your friend or for your husband, wife, partner, whatever family is like the biggest thing for me. And like I said, I'm an Aries, so I tend to just do things and I 
take action and I just go and I don't I don't stop <laughs> unless I physically have to if I get sick or like something happens and I'm like okay I have to stop now but she really teaches me to just like chill so there's definitely like balances with those things but it is not easy it is it's it's very challenging and that's okay what advice do you have for like a mom of young kids cuz I I feel like I have some friends in this boat that has some career dreams that they haven't started to work towards yet. And they're feeling like, oh, well, now I have these two kids. Like it's not going to happen. It's too late. What would you say to someone in that situation? Ask for support. That is the biggest thing that I've learned as well is like asking for help. If I need help, it's okay to be like, hey, hubby, help. Hey, hubby, can you take baby for 10 minutes? I just want to do this post real quick, or I just have to send this proposal out real quick, or I just have to whatever real quick design this logo, or I don't know. It doesn't take me real quick to design a logo, but um, it's asking for support. So like right now, my weeks are set up as the grandmas take baby. So my parents, my my parents take baby for two days a week. And then my mother-in-law takes baby for one day a week. And I probably have a chunk every day of like three to six hours a day, three days a week. And then the other days I can just chill, be a mom, not worry about having to work. If I can get some work in, then I will, but it's not always available and I'm not always able to do that. But yeah, asking for help is like the biggest biggest, biggest thing that I've learned because I never used to ask for help. I just like, I'm so proud that I can do it all on my own. And like, I don't need anybody's help. Like I've been doing it for this long and blah, 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 all the things that you can maybe make up in your head. Or if you like think a certain way, um, it, a lot of pressure gets put on women, especially I feel like to do everything, do it all. Like you can, you know, do all these things, but really it's like, we, we have support for a reason and why not lean on it? And if you have like, if you don't have family nearby, like leaning on maybe like a nanny and maybe you can stay home in your office while you test out the nanny to see if that's doing good or, you know, if you trust the nanny or whatever. And yeah, so ask for help. It's the biggest thing and it's the best. That's such a good reminder because yeah, I think a lot of us independent women, just because we can do it all, like, does that mean that we should? do we want even want to like when you take a minute to stop and think like, do I even want to be doing all the things I want to go a little bit back to the corporate to white box transition. I had a couple of questions that popped up. So what are some of the things that you did to make that transition happen? So first let's see, I knew what my goal was. I knew I wanted to stay home and run a business I will say that I like financially set myself up for that as well. So working the corporate job alongside White Fox for a couple of years was really nice because anything that I was getting from White Fox, I just put to the side and I was able to like build a little egg nest or whatever it's called. What is that called? I think a nest egg, <laughs> but I could be wrong too. <laughs> that, yes. So I was able to just like financially set myself up for that. I think that's also a big tip if you're looking to like go from corporate to uh, entrepreneur, setting yourself up financially. So that way, when you dive into entrepreneurship, you're not like, clients, I need you. It's like, no, 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 no. You want to just like ease into it 
And then you never need a client. You just, you want them and you attract them and you receive, right? So you don't want to come from like that desperate feeling of entrepreneurship and running a business. So that I feel like is probably the biggest tip is just like working on the side and knowing that it's okay to work on the side. And even if you have to pull like, you know, a couple hours at night when you get home from your corporate job, if you work from home, sometimes you can kind of finagle a little bit. I mean, did I do that? I don't know. I'll never say, but (laughs) you can kind of finagle it at lunchtime or breaks or whatever, or take your breaks and then just however you can figure it out. But yeah, working that corporate job alongside is really, really nice. And then knowing, I guess, I guess knowing what you want to do and then like building the action steps for it, right? Like building action steps, because sometimes when you start a business, you don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Like kind of my journey, I knew I wanted to do design and I had done freelance previously, but I had never turned it into a business. So yeah, just kind of start, just start (laughs) literally like just start your business see how it goes. Sometimes you can pivot three months later. Sometimes you can pivot six months to a year later and it's okay because that's all like learning curves. You know, that's all like you're going to learn something new from each business if you do different businesses. Yeah. I feel like those are big tips. I'll try to think of anything else, but yeah, I think those ones are. Yeah. That's super helpful. And I remember like I was having an Instagram spiral like as I do. It was when I was at oh my, my last God, yeah. firm and you had DM me and you were like, oh, when I was working corporate, like I would use the mornings to do white fox stuff so that I would feel yes. like that was the priority. And while I'm not a morning person, I have been so much better with my time boundaries, like with my other job and kind of just needed that reminder and reality check. Like it's okay if I don't give 110% to my regular job, like I can probably get away with 60%, 70% some days, and then still have a little bit left over to pour into my dreams and goals. Yes. I love that. I think right now I'm saying nighttime is because the baby goes to sleep (laughs) at like seven or eight. And so I actually have a little few hours at night. So my routine has changed a lot, but yes, before baby, I would do mornings. First I would do my morning routine. So that consisted of either making myself a cacao latte and pulling a card or doing an hour long ritual if I wanted to. Now a days it's not so you know, I can't do that right now, but I can do like little things here and there and I can involve her as well. So that's been a pretty cool little process, pulling little Oracle decks with her. Come on. That's so adorable. Right. But yeah, morning time. So like when you have your most creative energy usually is in the morning. So morning routine, and then you can dive into work. That is huge. So it's been helping. I'm so glad I loved doing that. That's, That's the best. Yeah. And how did you know that it was the right time to finally like take the leap and leave the corporate job behind? That's a really good question. That's a hard one. Honestly, I just had to trust. (laughs) I had to trust and then just do it. Okay. This is, I think it was probably some sort of like when I worked in the corporate field, some of the, the work that I did was great. But some of like the um, 
the team was a little bit hard to navigate. Uh, there were some toxic situations. And so I just remember one day, like I probably was like a Monday or something. And we had like a morning meeting and I loved my mornings to not be in meetings and not work in corporate, especially with this specific um, team. And I, I just remember like, okay, I don't, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I talked to my husband and I was like, Hey, this is the plan. We get, we had like a whole budget. We had, you know, we planned everything out. We made sure that we could make it because we uh, bought a house too. So we built our house. And so that was like another thing too, is like, oh my gosh, am I going to leave? Or, you know, what about a mortgage? And like, what about all these like financial responsibilities, like a baby in the future at the time? Um, And so honestly, I read, gosh, I probably read a few books, but the one that stands out to me is The Big Leap. That's a really great book. It talks about like just working in your zone of genius. And that was a huge thing for me too, because I, even though I was in graphic design, I don't feel like I was working in my zone of genius like that. I wasn't uh, fulfilled every day. I would just leave work every day drained. Um, And I just didn't want to feel that anymore. I was just, you know, I was over it. I I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to just take away from my passion and my life, (laughs) you know? And so honestly, just trusting was the biggest thing. Like you can do those, the things that are strategic. Um, but at the same time, it's the trust piece and the surrendering is the hardest, but so worth it promise. (laughs) I love that. And I love that your husband was so supportive and that you guys made it a goal together. Yeah. He knew, he knew that I wanted to leave and he knew that there was like just more, more for me. I I was actually with him when I first got into the design program. I went to, like I said, college for it. And in this specific college program, you had to apply to get in. It was a hundred applicants, only 40 got in. And I was actually, I had just met him when I was starting to go through that program. I had just gotten in. And so he's seen me through my whole journey, my whole design journey. And I've been with him for almost eight years now. So the whole thing. And, um, so he, like, he knew, he knew there was more for me and it was really nice to have that support. And, you know, he works full-time as well. So it was nice to have that backing just in case, you know, like have, you know, certain scenarios or just certain things to be able to just kind of balance off of each other. But yeah, it's like I said, asking for support and just like having that support is the biggest thing, especially when you become a mom and a business owner. And even if you're just a business owner, like literally learning that is huge. Yeah. And I think this is just a good reminder for all the, even if someone is in a relationship, like picking the right partner is so, so important because that could really stifle you. Like imagine if he wasn't supportive. A hundred percent. That's why I always say marry a Gemini stellium. (laughs) (laughs) Adding that to my manifestation list. (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah. So like now we're in astrology, something that you do that's super interesting that I honestly, I've never seen anyone else do is, well, I guess I've seen other people do it, but I feel like you really Really tie it into, (laughs) I guess I've seen other people talk about astrology, but I've never seen someone tie in a business's birth chart with the actual design and the business strategy. Like that is different. And that's 
so cool to me. And like, I just am excited to talk to you about that a little bit more. So maybe you could let the audience know how they could first pull their business chart and maybe a few things that you like to look for. Yeah. So with your brand's chart, so like we as individuals have a a natal chart in astrology, right? So I thought your business does too, and your brand does too. So why not pull up that energy and work with that energy when it comes to branding and business, learning how to communicate in your business, um, all of those things that you can really lean on with the natal chart for your brand. So how I pulled up my chart for White Fox is I pulled the date that I uh, registered my LLC license and it just happened to be a Taurus. And so you can do either when you register your business license, you can do it when you launch your business, like on your website or when you open like your Instagram page, really anything that resonates with you, um, like some milestone or some like something that resonates. That's like, okay, this is when I started and pulling up that chart that way. And just really seeing like what the energy is. I think the most interesting part for me with my personal chart and my brand chart is we both have the uh, the same big three. They're just not in the same order. So Aries, Gemini, Taurus. So it's the craziest thing. But I'm like, as soon as I pulled that up, everybody needs a brand chart reading. Like this is awesome. Like there's so many things that you can look at. With the like what I specifically look at for brands, I usually do the big three. So, like your sun sign is where you're destined to shine with your brand. So, just like figuring out what's the energy behind your sun sign. If it's Taurus, you're probably channeling the Taurian energy of like the groundedness, the like mother nature, earth. So, if your brand's a Taurus sun, I would probably suggest like going outside and when you're making business decisions, when you're working on your brand, when you have a designer work on your brand, like being in mother nature, something like doing like a ritual that's very grounding. So that's just like one example of what I look at. The moon sign is like your emotional self. So that's your brand's emotional self, how it can really express itself. Actually, White Fox, I believe is an Aries moon. Why not channel the fiery energy that I have with my personal son with my brand? Liz, you've been following me for a while. You've there's a little Torian energy in there too, but White Fox is like action-oriented, like let's fucking go energy. Like it's very Aries. That's like the emotional self. So that's what my brand really like feels, right? And then I look at the rising, which is like your soul sign. So like how people when they first meet your brand, what they think of you know, and mine is, let's see, white Fox is a Gemini, which is in charge of communication. It's mercury ruled. I have a podcast. Does that make sense? Like communication? Like I really outwardly communicate with white Fox. So there's just so many like different moving pieces with your brand's uh, chart that you can take a look at. Those are just the big three. I also do the part of fortune, which is like a calculation. And that can actually determine where your soul's purpose is in your brand. So that one's a really cool calculation. It's not necessarily a planet. But yeah, I always like to look at uh, houses too. Is your audience familiar with houses in astrology? Yeah. My audience is super woo woo. I think there's like maybe a few people who are 
newer to this type of stuff, but like they're interested. If, if you're listening, you're interested. Good. I'm just yeah. like deep dive. We just go for it. Yes. That's how we roll. Um, So I go into the houses too. Your sun in whatever house it's in, your moon in whatever house it's in. And then I also go over some of the planets too. North node, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. And then, so once I pull your chart, I actually do keywords as well, because usually when I pull up a brand chart, there's one theme and then keywords will come within that theme. Like I just did one and the theme was like community. And I was just telling this person for their business and for their brand, like ways to be able to build community, whether that's through networking, whether that's through retreats, uh, memberships, like really being able to lean on the community for her brand is like key. And so that was probably having to do with like some sort of the houses. Maybe she had like planets in a certain house or in a certain sign. They'll usually have really cool themes. And yeah, so I, I just try to base off of what the energy is of the chart. And then those key components will tell you like, okay, why does this matter to me? Obviously too, there's like where your business will thrive financially and abundance wise as well. So that's Jupiter, I feel like in your chart or Venus as well. It's so cool. It's so awesome to be able to just know like those key things. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, like there's so many rabbit holes and like, it's interesting how you said that your brand is similar to your personal chart. I'm actually the opposite. So you did a mini reading for me. I won it, which I was so excited and I wasn't expecting that, you know, so it was a nice little surprise, but like, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So my business chart has like a huge Pisces stellium and like in real life, I am super air and earth mostly. So that's like very different than me. And what tips do you have for people if that's like the case with their chart and how can they start to lean into an energy that feels really different? Our businesses are here also to make us uncomfortable because getting out of our comfort zone is where we're going to thrive. So I feel like by you channeling your Pisces energy, it's so like not second nature and that's okay because once you lean into it, you'll see that this is where you like belong, you know? And I feel like your business is really, even online and your presence online, it feels Pisces, like Pisces energy. And I don't know if you feel that way or if you like how you feel about it. I do feel like that. And I think it's really nice for me because it does feel super flowy and creative. And it's like, I don't feel pressure really to like always be on and to be perfect. And then as a lawyer, It's a totally different energy. And like just being a lawyer obviously isn't what I feel like I'm meant for. I've developed a lot of skills. I'm good at it. And like it does serve a purpose in my life. But I think that more creative, flowy, feminine aspect has been missing from my life. So it does make me feel more fulfilled. So that is like a really interesting point. Yeah. It's usually just the energy that feels the most uncomfortable. And I love that for me too, because a Gemini rising for me is pretty uncomfortable, even though I have a personal Gemini moon, the communication piece and putting myself out there has been a journey. And here I am doing this podcast interview with you, you know? So it's like leaning into the things that make you uncomfortable will make you thrive. 
I feel like if your brand's uh, energy is completely opposite, see what you can learn from it and channel it and like really get to know it, like understand like, okay, what can I take away from my business? And I feel like that will really help with navigating your business, making decisions in your business, calling in dream clients in your business, how to show up in business. Like it can just really help guide you. And that's the biggest thing for brand astrology. I would have never known that you had any issue with like talking or being seen. You seem to be such a natural. So that's really cool. That's my Gemini moon coming out and me just leaning into it, you know, because I will say when I was in, gosh, fifth grade, I was in choir and I had a solo. That's when I developed a stage fright, like, oh my gosh. So I think I just channel whatever my Gemini moon and I just go for it. And I really kind of just don't focus on the judgment anymore. But learning things like that about yourself, about your brand, like if your brand is Gemini moon or Gemini rising, and you know to like channel that energy, how awesome. It just gives you permission, right? It's kind of like human design too. It's like they just give you permission to be the way that you are. But not knowing that might feel less empowering. Knowing those things can just really guide you. But yeah, it's Gemini moon shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. This is really like having your own business, regardless of if it's full-time, part-time, like whatever, it really does grow you because things come up, like shadows come up that when you're in a comfortable corporate job, you have no idea that that's something lingering inside of you that is an opportunity to grow even more. That's a hundred percent true. I feel like entrepreneurship is so just like ebbs and flows too. Like you feel like you're on top of the world one day and then the next week you're like, oh my God, am I doing this right? And that's okay. Also too, just to touch on, cause that just reminded me of like, oh, the people that probably don't deal with these things like Michelle Obama or like Oprah, they've openly talked about having imposter syndrome. I mean, that's pretty cool to hear that, you know, because even those powerful ass women deal with that too. Like we can do it and it's okay for that, like to pop up for us too. And it's just human nature and it's normal. But as long as we know those tools that can get like, pull us out of those things and that mindset and really just like focus on like the positive and focus on like the, we can do it energy. That's going to be really key too. Something that me and my friends have been talking about a lot is there's so many men out in this world that are so quote unquote confident, arrogant, and like Mm -hmm. they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I am choosing to look at some examples that I've been able to deal with head on with incompetence. And I'm just letting myself remember those people whenever I start to feel imposter syndrome kick in because it's not inspiring, but it is inspiring that I'm like, if this idiot is out here acting like they're ruling the world, then like, why am I doubting myself? 100%. And you know, what's funny too, is that you can actually like talk to like a business bestie or even like anybody that you are close with. If you talk to them about it, they've felt the same and they can help you get out of that as well. But everyone deals with it. And it's just all about how you deal with it though. Like you don't want it to linger or else it could be, it could be bad. Yeah. It'll stop you from doing anything. It'll stop you from showing up, doing anything, taking action steps, moving the needle forward in your business. You don't want that, but it's crazy how many 
people feel imposter syndrome. I feel like it's literally every single person. Yeah. And if somebody says they don't, I don't know if I believe them. (laughs) And if they don't, then like maybe they should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, feel your feelings. (laughs) It's so good to talk about because I definitely have for a while felt like, oh, it's only me. I like want to touch on your human design chart a little bit. I know we're kind of running out of time and it's crazy your chart. Like I know you, but I don't really know you. Like we've only talked in DM and I followed your business, but this is the first time we've actually like connected and had a real life conversation. Yay. And (laughs) I was like pulling your chart and I was like, oh my God, like this is totally her. So you have the channel of money, which is a very lucrative channel. And like the business that you are in is so aligned for you. And like anyone listening who's considering working with you, like, I don't know who else there would be to do what you do because yeah, this channel of money, it's a master of resources as well as really knowing what each specific person in front of you needs to do for them to thrive. So, so much of the advice we get wow, is one size fits all, but like you can see the person in front of you and know like, nope, these are your gifts. These are your talents. You need to go here. You need to go there. This is your place. That's not your place. And It's crazy because it probably comes so natural to you. But for most people, like we don't know and like we can't see that way. So to have someone like you to just sort of do the guiding and then also know how to manage the resources. So like, yeah, this is how you grow an Instagram account, the Oracle decks that you've made for clients, the website, like all of it, like you really are the person for that. And then in the planets where these two pieces of this channel are, like one is in your sun gate. So that's like your genius where you shine your strongest energetic signature to share with the world is about like managing actual resources and like how to make those work and like how to get the most out of them in like a positive way, not in like, Oh, like let's use her up. And then in your moon (laughs) gate is the other end, which is about guiding people to where they can thrive. And the moon gate is all about like what balances your emotional state and what really drives you. So hello. Wow. And that is yeah. And like you're a manifesting generator, which oftentimes when we hear manifesting generator, like you are a super fiery, powerful person, tons of energy. But when we think man gen, sometimes it's like this like crazy person, like juggling and like on a unicycle and like leaping off the <laughs> like cliff a and like, <laughs> like you have a lot of openness in your chart. So you do have this balance and in a lot of ways you take people in, which makes you super empathetic. So just like the perfect person for someone who has a business and is like, okay, I have this idea. I have this gift, but like, I do not know how to put it out there and like how to turn this into something tangible. So I was like blown away when I saw that. I really was. Wow. Seriously. I feel like I'm going to go back into this recording and listen to it all over again after this, because that is awesome. Like that is so cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. Like save it for those days where it's like, what am I doing? Cause like, this is 100% (laughs) your purpose. Like the fact that you enjoy conscious businesses. That's what lights you up and you see the value in it. Like, absolutely. That's where you're supposed to be. That is awesome. Thank you for that crazy Saturn return. 
that happened. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Because I wouldn't be here without that. So that's awesome. So one thing in the little <laughs> mini reading that you sent me, like what I thought was really interesting, and it actually like took a lot of pressure off of me. So I don't remember the exact placements, but I think like some of the strongest placements in my brand are more about recognition and community more so than like making a lot of money. And that was really cool to see because I feel like I took off pressure because I'm like, okay, like you have income coming from other places and maybe this business, like who knows what it's going to evolve into, but like, this is you getting your name out there. Who knows what that will lead to. And it's you building a community, which like, I really love like having deep conversations like this and yeah, without a podcast, you don't really get the opportunity. So I don't know if like you have advice as far as like other benefits our businesses can provide us and bring to our life versus just like making a lot of money. I think for you, and I I pulled it up because I wanted to see it. uh, You have a lot of seventh house energy, which is like relationships, business alliances, friendships. I feel like knowing something like that, right, is like if there's a certain concentration on your business, if you have a a stellium in your brand, um, in your brand's chart, knowing that could be really, really, really helpful. I'll give you an example of myself too. Knowing that I have, I think it's three or four planets in my career house makes me a better mom. And I'm like straight up because before I would feel really guilty of, oh my God, why don't I like cherish? And you know, and I do cherish the time, not cherish, but like, why don't I always just want to be a stay-at-home mom and not have something on the side and like not be driven and not work on the side? Why, why am I like this? And should I feel guilty about that? And then knowing that I have all those planets in my 10th house, which is the house of career makes so much sense. And it gives me so much permission to be able to just lean into that and say, Hey, this is me. This is like, this is what I love too. And like I said, I can do both and I can do it all. (laughs) I can ask for help, but I can still do it all. So I feel like just knowing those certain things that give you like the permission ticket of whatever it is in your chart is game changing. And knowing my human design and knowing that I'm a manifesting generator was also extremely huge for me because I didn't know I, I mean, I knew I was multi-passionate. I felt ashamed of being multi-passionate. I felt like, oh, I can't play soccer, even though I've played since I was seven years old up until collegiate ball. I've played my whole life. I can't be passionate about that because I'm over here doing design. Oh, and I can't be passionate about that, like design because I'm over here doing whatever. So like having that permission slip of, you're a Manny Jen and it's okay to be so multi-passionate. It's okay to do 40 things at once. It's okay to read 500 books at the same time, which I do. That's okay. And so your brand's chart is really that. It's the permission slip for anything that is probably like concentrated in your chart and just feeling like uh, you're guided in that way. You know, it's not necessarily like a like a fortune teller or anything like that. I don't like to use astrology that way, but it's just more of like, what's my brand's energy and how can I channel that and channeling it and it being okay. So that's like the biggest, the biggest thing. 
Oh, I love it. This was such a great conversation. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I know you have things to do. Um, why don't you let people know some of your offers? I know you like in true man gen fashion, you've got a ton, lots of options <laughs> and how people can connect with you. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll start with my brand astro- astrology blueprint. That one is like a um, a document that you get five to 10 pages all about your brand's astrology. You get that uh, via email and it's really just like we talked about permission slip for your brand. You get to really figure out what your brand's energy and what its essence is and how to make decisions in your brand. All of those beautiful things that we just talked about. That's on my website. Um, I do an Instagram audit as well. That one, um, I actually take a look at your Instagram, audit it, give you feedback. And then I do custom work as well. So custom design work, uh, branding, web design, uh, Oracle deck design, print work, packaging, all the things. And then I also do brand mentorship too. So if you're somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I'm starting a business and I don't know where to start and you want help with your brand as well, that would be a really good good place to start. I offer one-off sessions and uh, month-long containers as well. So you can find me on at whitefox.graphicdesign on Instagram. You can find me uh, on my website at www.whitefoxcreations.com and yeah, I'm really active on Instagram. So follow me and I will chat with you about all of this amazing stuff. <laughs> yes. And I will put everything in the show notes. Well, thank you so much again, Jess. I absolutely loved having you on. Thank you so much, Liz. You're the best. Thank you all for listening.